CrewForLife.com is the place to get all your crew gear for all of our groups. Again, if you're looking for the DMV, the Bayou Bucks, the Bucks of the North, the Takeover, or the OG Classic Crew Life gear, take a look for CrewForLife.com. That's C-R-E number four, L-I-F-E dot com. Crew, don't miss out on the Big Nasty shirts. It's the Last Ride limited edition shirts. They're available on crewforlife.com. All profits and proceeds from this shirt go directly to successful jocks, and that will go to them at the end of this season. Again, if you have not ordered a shirt, do so today. Everyone that orders a shirt or has ordered a shirt will be entered into a contest to get an autographed picture right from Big Nasty Keith Kunzig himself. Again, Crew for Life has done a co-op with Big Nasty, and he has helped design these shirts with Mr. Brian Easy B to come out with these awesome two-time Hall of Fame shirts showing our appreciation of him being the fan that he is. Again, if you have not ordered a shirt, make sure you go to crewforlife.com, order your shirt today. Again, all profits from this shirt go to successful jocks. Thank you for being a fan of Big Nasty and thank you for being a Crew Life member. Go Bucks! Hey, Crew Life, welcome to the Crew Life Podcast. You are listening to Driving with the Prez. This is the Prez, and I would like to tell you, man, yesterday, uh, Thursday night football, the tailgate party, it started off, it was amazing. I can tell you right now, if you have never been to a WTB tailgate party, you need to do so. You need to get out and get your tickets for one of the remaining games. Um, It is a atmosphere you definitely, definitely, definitely want to be a part of. Um, I was out there with Mr. Buck and Fun and uh, Robert Nobles and Mr. Buck and uh, Time, um, Mr. Scott Modisette. And uh, we were out there kicking it and having a great time with uh, my son, the deputy, Tyler Thompson. And uh, we were having a great time just uh, enjoying each other's company, brotherhood. And with everybody else I'm not mentioning throughout the tailgate that came by, um, it was amazing seeing everyone. Um, I saw some folks that are crew members from New York. I also saw uh, some from France, um, a little bit of everywhere. It's awesome to see everybody come out. Um, if you're coming to town, you know, send, send a message to me. We'll tell you where we're going to be. We love to hang out with you at one of the tailgate parties. We're either going to be at the WTB or we're going to be at the Leatherheads. This week, it was, we were split up a little bit. Uh, we had the, uh, the mayor over uh, at Sean's, Sean Connor's party, and that's called the Leatherheads. And uh, they had a blast over there, too. So um, you never know which party we're going to be at. So if you are coming to town and you want to hang with the crew, um, make sure you just send us a, a message and we'll let you know where we're going to be and uh, have a drink with us. And, uh, you know, we'd love to meet you and see you and welcome you to Tampa. Um, but today's uh, episode, we're going to talk about the game in general, um, expectations going forward, uh, fans and fandom, um, what I was happy to see and what I was really disappointed to see. Uh, Ravens fans, got a good story for you. You're going to. You're, you're going to love uh, to hate. Um, also, we're going to talk about Shaq Barrett. You know, he finally made a showing, and now he's done for the season. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady finally announced his divorce is finalized, and he came out public about it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing going forward? Um, is there help on the trade deadline coming up? We'll find out soon. What is your expectations of the Buccaneers going forward for 2022? Is there a chance to win the division or is this season a bust? We'll talk about it right here on this show, Driving with the Prez, the Crew Life Podcast. We'll be right back. Hey crew, make sure you go and check out our number one sponsor, that is Riveters Tampa. 
It's the official hangout of Crew Life. Again, we do lots of our meet and greets, watch parties, and uh, just hanging out at Riveters Tampa. The best food, best service, and the number one place for Buck fans to watch Buccaneers games on the road. Again, come hang out with the crew at Riveters Tampa, the official hangout of Crew Life. Thursday night football. It was a uh, awesome entry, awesome um, uh, vibe going on in the stadium for the first half of that game. Um, as I remember, you know the defense came out and was just lights out, very good. It had a, a vibe like it was back last year. Like you, you felt that the team had the swag back. Everything was looking good. Um, then they go to punt the ball to us, and we have a mistake to start the game again on special teams. Um, Darden was back. Our person that was his blocker was blocked right into um, his path, causing the fumble, and uh, made us start off on the wrong foot. Um, they come down the field, and I think they get three points, and we're losing 3 nothing. So every game this season, we have been in the deficit, trying to catch up every single game. There's not been one game with a lead um, in the first quarter. Um, So we get the ball back, and uh, we go down and score seven. So it looks good. Our offense was clicking. Everything looked really good. And then uh, our second possession, we we come back, and uh, we score three. And, and we're up 10 to 3. And that was the score going into halftime. Now, could, should it have been 10 to 3 at that point? No. Uh, you know, I look at the, the Ravens coach and I wanted to thank him at the end of that first half because he went for it on a couple occasions and came up empty and really saved us from giving up points because they, they have a field goal kicker. And their field goal kicker is amazing. He, you know, when he comes in, you might as well just go ahead and go to the bathroom, do what you got to do, because it's it's basically it's automatic. You know, it's automatic three, and uh, even from sixty plus yards, there's a good chance he's gonna he's gonna hit it. Um, so you know, going into halftime, we had a good feeling, ten to three. Bucks are getting the ball back in the second half, and everything at that point is looking pretty decent. Um, then we get to the uh, second half, and our offense comes out, and boom, three and out. Very ugly possession. Really, really ugly. Bad timing. Um, no time for, for Brady. Our run game, obviously, was non-existent. And uh, later on, you know, Shaq Barrett goes out um, with an Achilles injury. And, um, you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, it was like somebody just let the air right out of our defense. They score three times, and they basically marched up and down the field, and they really didn't have to pass the ball. It was just run, 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 and run some more. Um, so our defense, you know, after Shaq went out, it was it was very porous, and uh, it was like, hey. Do you want it? You want to get five yards? No, no, no. Here, take fifteen, and that was that was the look of our defense. We just it looked like we were out of gas, and you know when I say out of gas, it, it was just the whole the whole team. It was offense and defense, and um, being you know how light we are on the defensive line, and as far as uh, depth as and in the backfield as corners, you know that game. We had our, you know, backup safeties in the game. We had our backup corners in the game. We had our backup defensive linemen in the game. And when you have those many backups in the game, they're not used to playing that many snaps and that much time. You're going to run into trouble because they're not, they should be in condition, but they're not used to playing that much. So everything went downhill. We ended up losing the game at the end and, you know, 
the, the team just doesn't look like it was together and snapping. And we had a chance to come back um, to tie it 17. Um, Brady threw one to the end zone, and when he threw it to the end zone for Rudolph, he was wide open. He threw it wide. And uh, I think if Gronk was the one he was throwing it to, or Evans, or somebody with some type of speed, not Rudolph, they would have caught the ball. I mean, I'm sitting in that end zone, and um, you watch Rudolph run, and it's, gosh, you got to have a lot of patience. You have to, you know, basically, it, he runs like a guy that doesn't have much left. And honestly, I don't see the reason why he's on the team right now. Um, other than the leadership and that you sign him to a contract, he really doesn't offer much because of his lack of ability still left in his body. He's had too many injuries and he's been in the league a long time. And, um, you know, I, maybe after this break, you know, with the Bucks have 10 days before they play again and, uh, listening to coach Bowles, everything is on the table. Don't be surprised. Um, you know, if he's not here after this, in my opinion, I think you'd be better off giving some younger guys looks or, um, possibly find an even a receiver or a tight end even our backup tight end uh, that's a blocking tight end I think he needs more playing time just to to give extra help on the offensive line Um, but again the game was not a very good ending we did lose the game and uh, from there everything in Buccaneer land is the sky is falling that's three in a row that's five out of six Um, you know, and a lot of people on national media are saying that, Hey, it could have been worse. The bucks could be four in a row, um, lost already because in their opinion, Atlanta got robbed from the game. The momentum was definitely on their side and they felt that the bucks would have lost that game. Um, but it didn't. So screw the media. Um, looking forward, um, after this game, you know, is the is the is it over? The season over? Um, I I don't think so. Um, but more news came right after the game. Later on, actually, I think it was later that uh, uh, the next day after um, there was breaking news. Yeah, I'm sitting at home. All of a sudden, Fox 13 uh, announces Tom Brady's divorce is now public. Tom Brady made a comments about it, put it out there. And so did his uh, now ex-wife put comments out there. Everything is 100% done. They filed, they agreed, and they are both now single um, people. Um, In my opinion, I think, uh, you know, that has been a lot of the burden on Tom Brady, not just counting... uh, other things on the on the uh, team like bad line no running game and stuff like that so um let's go to a break and we'll come right back and talk about the trade deadline and also more about uh tom brady's divorce and what does that mean going forward could that be a positive we'll talk about it right after this Crew Life is throwing the biggest Christmas party in Tampa at Riveters Tampa. Again, we will be throwing a watch party to watch the Buccaneers play the Arizona Cardinals Christmas Day. Again, that's an evening game. So after you're done with the festivities with the family, come out and hang with your crew at Riveters Tampa. We'll have a DJ playing the hits during commercial breaks. Also, we'll have tons of drink specials and food specials throughout the evening. Again, we'll be doing drawings, raffles, and having a lot of fun together as one if you're not going on the road and going to see the game live and you're in tampa there's no better place to be than hanging with the crew at the number one place to watch a bucks game that's riveters tampa it ain't no party unless you've been to a crew life party be part of the story don't hear about it we'll see you at riveters tampa come hang with the mayor clevin lamar the prez rob thompson and of course mr buck and fun robert nobles at 
the number one place to watch a Bucks game, Riveters Tampa, the biggest Christmas party happening this year for Buck fans. We'll see you there. Go Bucks! Now, as I record this uh, part of the show, I just got done watching Sunday football. When I say watching, I'm watching my phone because I'm like you guys. I have to work a regular job. It's not just be a, a, a fan that goes to games and throws parties and does all that great stuff. I really got to work. So as I'm working today, I have my phone on looking at scores. I see the score of the Atlanta Falcons versus Carolina. And I'm looking at it and going, wow, it's a close game. By the time it got to the end of the game, it was almost as if neither team really wanted to win. That's how bad our division is. You have a, a, a team that scores, and they score late. Atlanta, I think they had two minutes and 15 seconds left they gave Carolina. And Carolina comes out and goes four and out, not three and out, four and out. So they went for it in fourth and 17 on their own 17, and but they had two timeouts still. And they basically said, okay, you know, we're going to try to hold you to three, make you kick a field goal and get the ball back with like 39 seconds, which if you guys are like me and you get the ball back, you're hoping for something like a miracle. Well, they get it. They get a deep pass to Mr. Moore. Their blazing speed receiver catches a 60-plus yard touchdown. But then he turns around and rips his helmet off and throws it as he does so and gets a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty which if you're familiar with the rule, the other team can take that on the kickoff or put it to make the kick go back further. Well, they push the kicker back. Well, the kicker goes and misses wide left, yanks it left. So they go to overtime. Mariota's like, woo, you know, and they get out there within I think it was they got a first down and then he chucks one up in the air interception and they take it all the way back to Atlanta's 30 35 I think they get within a field goal to make it a 33 yard field goal Carolina misses and then of course Atlanta goes down the field and scores a uh uh, 30 plus yard field goal or 40 plus yard field goal. They got a really good kicker in Atlanta. Uh, you know, it's one of those kickers, kind of like uh, not as good as Tucker is for Baltimore, but he's pretty damn what good. You know, when he's coming in there, that he's he's going to most of the time he's going to go through and hit it, and uh, got the game winner. So Atlanta's now in first place at four and four. Seems like. Wow, you know, it's four and four seems a lot further away than three and five, you know. Um, but you look, you look at the 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 game, and you're going that neither team's really that good. Neither team really has the the power to to keep the division lead. In my opinion, now I could be totally wrong. You know, Mariota had a good game. He was up and down like usual. He um, did have some good infest, uh, intestinal fortitude and uh, came out and, and moved the ball down the field and he got that, that uh, the field goal to win the game. Um, but they, they don't look like a dominant team. It looks like a team that is getting a little luck and the bounce going their way, which we haven't had that bounce going our way in a while. It's It's been three, at least three games, the bounce has not went our way. We haven't had a turnover, I think, in four games. And when you look at things like that, that's part of winning at being a winning team. You look at last year, 13 and four, 
we had a lot of good bounces our way. And a lot of people don't real remember, you know, take the Buffalo game. We were up big. We lost the lead. They took the lead. And then we had to make that, or they, they I think they tied it up. And we took the lead on a 60-yard-plus walk-off, first one of Brady's career. And it was to Perriman. I will never forget the stadium's going crazy. That's that's what you call a bounce your way because it could have went the other way. Same thing with the game against the Jets. We're down the whole game. We looked pretty miserable the whole game. You know, everybody says we played down. Well, it's showing this year the Jets really are not that bad of a team. And their quarterback that they have is young and he's got some wheels and he's just inexperienced. So he's going to be up and down, up and down until he kind of figures it out. Well, we are losing that whole game and nobody will forget that game because that's the Antonio Brown debacle, which uh, we were there and we missed the whole thing. And if you, if you see me at a watch party or a meet and greet or hell, a, a tailgate party, ask me what we were doing. It's funny because Robert Nobles, myself, and Jimmy Fisher were all standing at a bar getting a drink in the club and missed that missed that whole debacle. But back to back to that game, we were losing the whole time until within 15 seconds left, Grayson down the sideline, touchdown. And really, if the coach for the Jets did what he should have done, the game would have been over. They went for it on fourth down, trying to, to ice the clock and get the get get us. All they had to do was kick the field goal, and we were done. And he went the opposite direction, went for it, and they missed and gave us the ball back with uh, seconds left on the clock, and Tom Brady just took advantage of it like he usually does. And when I say Tom Brady, it's having the intestinal fortitude to say, I've been there before, and I'm, I'm fine being there and doing it again. And I'm okay with winning. And if I lose, it's a calculated risk. I'm going to take calculated risks. And he threaded that needle to Grayson and, and won that game. So looking looking at the division where we are this year, the bounces aren't going our way. It's just they're not yet. And if they were, you look at the Packers game. The Packers game is very similar to that Jets game. You know, we're, we're struggling the whole game. We didn't have any receivers. Everybody says, well, if Mike was there, we would have won. Eh, I don't know. We, we've had Mike pretty much every game, and we, we've, we haven't really been on all cylinders. So it's just it's sometimes it, it's, it's being a good team fundamentally, which we were. I, I don't know exactly what's happening. Um, on both sides of the, the ball, except for we are not as deep as we were, I, I, in my opinion, as we were last year. And the injuries, we thought last year was bad with injuries. Oh, my God, this year is even worse. But the good news is we've only got one player, two, I think now, that are out for the season. And, and a lot of them are coming back just in time for for this last part of the season um so you look you look at the bounces going your way and luck luck is a big part of football and we just have not had the lucky breaks today the saints march in or actually they, they were home against the raiders the raiders that came off a of bye week i think they were on a bye week last week and they just came out and got shut out by not that great of a team. You know, the the Saints are, are kind of like us with injuries. And I think they moved on from Jameis Winston. For everybody out there that was a Jameis Winston fan, I will raise my hand. You have to admit, the Bucks moving on from him was not the wrong decision. It was the right decision. And at the time, I thought we were crazy. I thought, wow, we're looking at Teddy Bridgewater. We're looking at a 43 or 42-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady. 
that looked miserable his last year in New England. He just looked dead armed. It just, it just. I think he had the first part of the year he was okay. Second part he wasn't. And it turned out now, you know, everybody knows the reason he was hurt in his last season with New England. And he came here to Tampa Bay and played the whole season with a hurt knee and won a Super Bowl with it. Um, you, you look at things like that and say, the bounces just went our way. And this year, it, I think it goes in bunches, you know. And if I'm wrong, you know, I'm wrong. But usually it's not a full season. With a team with veteran leadership, such as Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then you look at the other side of the ball, Levante David and others, you, you don't go through a full season like this. It's dark, as the Coach Bull says. But it's attainable. This division's attainable. Now, everybody loves to be the GM. When you play Madden, you always go on there and you change the team to be what you think it should be. And you release and trade players. You feel, man, if we, if we had this player instead, you know, it's going to be a better team. Well, the GM, Jason Light, has got to make a decision. And I think this weekend kind of helps him make the decision, in my opinion. Do you flush what you have done for the last two years and say, you know what, this year it just didn't work. Age caught up with us. Injuries caught up with us. It's time to move on and time to think about next year. Do you do that? Or look at you, do you look at the division and say, okay, we're just a tad off here and a tad off there. Is there a way to fix it? To make it, how can you say, better? Just a little better. Because in my opinion, in NFL, trading at, at this point, it's not going to fix everything. Because the person you're trading for is being traded for a reason in most cases. So either they, they've got problems on the team they're at. Or they're injury prone, or they're older veterans that they're moving off of. So you're you're taking a calculated risk by doing this. So if you do go after some of these players, you're looking at getting somebody to give you just a little bit more push, a little bit more oomph. Is there players out there that can do that? there may be and that's where Jason Light has to decide which way to go and I think knowing where Jason is is he knows next year is a definite rebuild and, and they, they might call it a reload um, but as you look at it this year what can you get to help fix some of the problems in my opinion one of the glaring holes and I think everybody can see it, is the tight end position. The tight end position used to be a stud, a guy that's going into the Hall of Fame, Gronk. Now, you had Brait as a number two, and then you had the cast of characters with him. So you, you look at that and say, okay, the Bucks looked at the draft, and they reloaded with some young talent. And the guys, the young guys, they, they've had some nice moments so far, but not anywhere close to Gronk. So they went out and they said, let's go out and get Kyle Rudolph. He's available. I think he has something to offer that can get us through the season. And that, now that happened after Gronk obviously turned them down. And to give everybody a little story, when we were in Vegas, we were at a event with uh, Mookie. Everybody knows Mookie from 
the Buckaholics. We were there at the draft and hanging with Mookie. We went to an event that was Gronk's. It was with Subway. And he got on stage with Gronk and was doing a lot of uh, stuff up on stage, a contest with the brothers and his dad and Gronk. So he asked Gronk, said, hey, are you coming back to Tampa? And he said, yes, on a two-year deal. So Gronk basically told him two years and how, you know, when we all talked about it afterwards, we were all excited that he was coming back. And we figured it was probably a two-year deal, knowing that it's a one-year deal. He's going to retire after the year. When, when Brady's done, he's done. That's That was our thought. And when we left there, we kind of said, okay, maybe he's not signed until after camp. You know, Gronk, Gronk is Gronk, you know. He, does he need to be at camp? No, I don't think so. Maybe getting in shape. But you know when he's on the field, he's going to make a difference. And you know, I can tell you right now, when we saw him in in Vegas, he was in shape. He looked game ready. So if if we had that feeling, what do you think the the Bucs did? If he's telling us two-year contract, something happened between the draft and training camp that he decided not to play. Either his body, injuries, doctors, somebody said not to play. Or maybe it was just... I had enough. You never know. So the team, they already were drafting young tight ends to work with Gronk. So when they looked at who was available when they needed to get another tight end with a veteran leadership, they said, man, Kyle Rudolph, that guy can catch touchdowns, or he could. That guy is maybe not so fast, but he's a big, powerful guy, and he can help fill the shoes, maybe just a little bit, maybe not the same shoes, but with these two young guys, he could help change it. Kyle Rudolph definitely, definitely is out of gas. He's in past his prime, past his twilight. Nobody knew. I was just listening to Coach Bell before I did this segment. He said he can't run and he can't catch and he can't block. Otherwise, he's a great player. It made me chuckle a little bit because it was basically what I had written down when I was thinking about what I was going to talk about this segment about being the GM. It's time to move on from a player like this because you have a roster spot that you can add a young talent. Atlanta added a young talent from somebody else's practice squad that was released a couple times. And that guy caught a 40-yard, 50-yard touchdown from Mariota to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And and the announcers from Atlanta said they really liked what this kid brought with speed. Well, when you have a guy like Kyle Rudolph that can't do what we just said, can't catch right now, can't block, and can't run, Why not have somebody that can offer you speed or give you something that you don't really have right now? And that usually comes with youth. So that's one player that I would look to try to move on from. So I would try to add a tight end. And if there's not one you could trade for, maybe there is one on your practice squad, and I don't have that in front of me right now, or somebody else's practice squad. There has to be. Now that there's veterans on the practice squad, taxi squad, wherever they used to call it, you could go and you could pick somebody else's practice squad player and uh, get a veteran right now. Or you could just go after and get somebody you were looking at, you thought offered some speed, and um, you basically, you're getting them for nothing. That's what the Bucks used to do before we became a winning team. We used to go and we would be like those guys on the beach with the metal detectors looking for the, the gym that somebody dropped. Well, we were doing that on the waiver wire, looking for players that people released. And damn, we got some good ones. I, I can tell you one I remember is Dotson. We got him off of, I think, the practice squad from the Vikings. And he ended up being here for 12-plus years. 
So you look at things like Kyle Rudolph, players like Kyle Rudolph, and say, okay, it's time to move on. Let's find something else. Let's change that part. It doesn't hurt you to change that part because he's not making a hell of a lot of guaranteed money. He's not going to hurt you. So you move on. Now, you look at other parts of the team. Right now, we have a quarterback that's aged. Everybody knew that before we got him. But the, the calculated risk was we're going to set him up with a running game and a decent offensive line because he could get rid of the ball quick. He's not going to take the sack, and generally he doesn't throw the interception because he's going to throw the ball away. He's smart. Well, the problem is that worked the first two years because we had some you know all-pro guys on the line. Um, again, Gronk helping block. It, it made our line feasible and it made it work because our running game, it maybe wasn't the best, but it was still there. It was a threat. And so people would buy in to us with play action. And when you have a play action type quarterback with no running game and he becomes one dimensional and he can't move in the pocket because he's just not that quarterback. Well, you kind of just shot yourself in the foot. So, as a GM, I would look for any kind of offensive lineman we could trade for on a team that's possibly struggling, that's losing, that's looking to unload a veteran. The Dallas Cowboys, at the beginning of the season, had a, a problem at tackle. They went out and got, I think it was Jason Peters. And he was a veteran that he, he's way past his prime. But you know what? It's worked. They lost the first game to us. And they have won, I think, every game except for one other when they've lost two games total. So going out and looking for a veteran that maybe it's not in his prime and he's he's on the end of his career, kind of like when we got the, uh, the guy... And it slips my mind right now. We traded for when we still weren't very good, but if, if we got him from the same place, uh, uh, New England, we ended up getting a freaking all-pro lineman. And he was shocked he came here. He didn't want to play here. He, he was used to winning. But he came here, and he was a hell of a leader and helped some of our young guys out. Well, you may be able to get somebody like that off of a team that's just moving on from him and he could possibly help get the line just an extra couple seconds for a hole to be opened up. Or let Tom Brady have two more seconds to step into a throw instead of throwing off his back foot or getting rushed and getting hit as he's throwing and he can't put much behind it. You watch Tom Brady throw the ball, he still has an arm. But when he throws a lame duck, Everybody's like, well, there's an old man's arm for you. Not really. It's called you can't throw when you're getting hit. You can't step into it. He's trying his best to make things happen. And I'm not going to make an excuse, but I'm going to say that some of that, too, is possibly his injuries to his hand and his arm from not having an offensive line that's decent. So those two areas I would look for trying to add somebody and, and I'm looking at a guard guards not usually as hard to find one of those comparable to um, looking for a tackle so that's two areas I would look at now you go to the defensive side I don't know if if uh, everybody sees what I see the glaring hole on the defensive side is that the one thing that used to make our defense kind of special, and you, you, if you look at it and you're like, man, I don't know special. What are you talking about, Brez? What do, you, what do you mean? What used to be good about our defense is we made teams one-dimensional. If you make teams one-dimensional, it makes the game kind of sway your way. So, I mean, sway your way is you know that they're going to get minimal yards on the ground. So they're going to have to rely on the pass. Well, sometimes it would eat us up in the pass, but most times 
we're going to get some turnovers because we're, we're letting them throw the ball and we're getting pressure on the quarterback. So my thing I would look at, and I guarantee you Jason Light has already done this, is called Sue and say, hey, how would you like to play the end of the season? What would it take? Are you in shape? Are you ready to play? And maybe that's not an option. Maybe Sue is like Marpet and said, hey, I've had enough. I just, my health and my life, I've made tons of money. I'm not interested. I, I now own a wine vineyard. I'm no longer interested in, in, in getting beat up. That could be it. Or it could be, you know, there's a grudge against the Bucks for not waiting for him. But I know some things that make it right. This is money. Respect. Apologizing if that's the case. Whatever you have to do, if he wants to play the end of the season, that's perfect. He's it's it's almost halfway through the season. He might be stronger later and give us more depth when we get Hicks back to where you could rotate the line. You're not relying on uh, Sue to play every down. But you need something. You need something there. And it, maybe there's another player that we could trade for. But again, trading for players is giving up assets for next year. So Sue would be pickup that we don't have to pay for other than money. Everybody says, well, Rob, we're, we're against the cap. That cap thing is all what the number is, is what it is, but you can make it whatever you want. You push the money down around, you know, look at all these teams that keep doing it. We're like, okay, this year the Saints can't get anybody because there are a hundred million over the cap. Has that stopped them? They made some great pickups on paper and they still, you know, they still do what they want to do. So if there's a way to get Sue under the, get him in here and pay him, so be it. Let's do it. I'm with you. Now, when everybody was saying the same thing about JPP, I was like, no, you know, I, I just, I saw enough. I saw a guy that his body says no. It's not his mind, it's his body. He's been through a war of things that happened to him. Car accident, broken neck. Blowing up his hand, missing fingers. You know, just the age of a veteran and being somebody that he played like a warrior when he was here in Tampa. But his body couldn't do it anymore. He spent more time in the tub and on the side than he did in the game. So when everybody's saying, you know, bring him back, bring him back, I was totally saying, no, it's time to move on. And we need younger players. His leadership, yes. He was a great leader. But being a leader and being not being able to play, how is that leading and how is that helping? That's just my opinion on him. Now you look at the defensive backs. Our our, our guys are hurt right now, but uh, most of them, from what I kind of gather, are supposed to come back in the next week or so. So if we get our defensive backs healthy. We're going to get Antonio Winfield back hopefully this week off of concussion protocol. And once once that happens and we get Hicks back in the front of our defense, possibly can we look a lot better on defense? I think so. You're going to have people in gaps that are used to playing those positions. And when you have that happen, your defense looks better because everybody's doing their job instead of trying to do everybody else's. So I think the places you you look to improve is obviously on the offensive line, the tight end, and possibly bring back Sue and and look and see what's available on defense, whatever can make you stronger. That's me as a GM playing Madden with you guys. What would you guys do? Send me a voice memo, and we'll put it on next week's show and see if you were right. I want you, the fans, to be on this show. It's not all about me. It's about you. And going forward, we will have segments with our brothers and sisters from around the United States where we have crews 
like the Bayou Bucks, the DMV, the Bucks of the North, even here in town, our, our Buccaneer Takeover group that you know that runs the the a lot of watch parties over here in Tampa. If you haven't been to one of their parties, you, you're missing out. They're, they're throwing one hell of a party. But we're gonna have those guys talking football. Coach Bell's gonna be a guest here. So we want you to give us feedback. Again, this is Driving with the Prez, a Crew Life podcast, and we'll be right back. Hey crew, I want to let you know about one of our biggest supporters and supporters of fans throughout the United States. That's Jersey Santa. If you are knowing of someone that is a fan that can't afford a jersey to show their fandom, make sure you reach out to Jersey Santa online on Facebook. Look up Jersey Santa and send them a private message with the person's name, email, and also address and team that they root for and what's their favorite player and size they would wear. They will reach out to one of their elves throughout the United States and do their best to get them sent a jersey. All they ask in return is to pay it forward. Again, if you know of someone, make sure you reach out to Jersey Santa and make sure you give them that information. Or if you would like to help and be an elf and do some of the great work that they're doing, make sure you reach out to them as well. Go to crewforlife.com, look under sponsors and click Jersey Santa for more information. Again, thank you, Jersey Santa, for being a sponsor of the podcast and of Crew Life. Hey crew, just finishing up this uh, last segment really quick. Um, we have the tour still going on, the Sum of Everywhere tour. Um, the next stop is going to be in Germany. Um, if you're in Germany, look for the mayor. He will be there with Brian EZB, and uh, they're going to be doing some uh, exploring together. So again, if you want to hook up and uh, meet up for a drink, they do have uh, some plans to do some with some meet and greets and everything. I think they're attending a meet and greet that's thrown by the Buckaholics over there. So again, uh, if you would like to uh, meet up with them, keep an eye on Facebook um, and or our uh, crewforlife.com uh, you'll find a lot of good information on both how to find them also we are going to be doing stops in cleveland we're going to be taking over the cleveland hall of fame i should say cleveland hall of fame the rock and roll hall of fame and how about the nfl hall of fame we'll be doing tours uh, crew life will be there we're coming in force from tampa we've got the mayor leading the way uh, with mr buck and fun uh, robert nobles and mr buck and time scott modisette and myself and uh we got somebody coming and join us from the crew over in the bayou it's the bayou bucks leader it's rick bell so we're gonna be invading and taking over uh the cleveland area and we're gonna go over and hang out a little bit with our boys from the buckaholics ohio uh seamus is throwing one hell of a party from what i'm hearing a meet and greet and uh, we, we're looking forward to that as well. Um, and then we're going to be going to San Francisco. Again, a big a bunch of us are coming from Tampa. Uh, we're looking forward to hanging out with the Buckaholics over there in San Francisco. Um, Oscar is hosting us, and we cannot wait to see Oscar and Jay. And, of course, the Godfather himself. Um, we're looking forward to seeing our boys, the Buckaholics. Um, they're, they're really uh, amazing what they do, and uh, we can't wait to hang with them. And then the last stop of um, the year for us is in Atlanta, and we're going to be hanging out with the Metro Bucks, CJ, and, of course, the Boogeyman. Um, we can't wait to hang with them. They, they have uh, always put on a good time for everybody. Um, we went uh, for the last two years. And we wouldn't miss it. We booked it as soon as the date came out. We already had everything booked. Even though at that time we thought the game would be worthless because at the time we thought that Atlanta was going to be horrible and we were going to be superior. And as of right now, um, Atlanta sits in first place at 4-4. Four and four. So hopefully the tides turn a lot 
by the time we get to that game, uh, but it could have playoff implications. And again, those guys have one hell of a meet and greet and tailgate uh, area, and you're going to have a blast. So again, uh, make sure you join us on one of the stops for uh, the Sum of Everywhere Tour. It's 2022 style, and again, you want to party with the crew in 22, it's a chance to do so. Keep an eye on our Facebook page, and um, if you haven't been to our website, crewforlife.com, there's a place up there, and it has... Um, in there, you could shop on our website. You can look at the Hall of Fame, and there have a spot on there for upcoming events. Make sure you go and look at our event calendar. We will put anything and everything we're doing on there, no matter if it's just where we're going for some of everywhere, or if you're going to uh, to our one of our watch parties in the DMV area, or the Bucks of the North. Or uh, you're going over to the, the Bayou Bucks and you want to hang out together. They will have some watch parties. And, of course, our watch parties here in town, it's the takeover. And AC and the boys, uh, they take over Riveters Tampa and they make it one hell of a party. So, again, if you're looking uh, to see where the crew is going to be, Make sure you go and check out our event page on crewforlife.com and it'll have everything and anything we are doing and uh, we're setting up. And don't forget about the big Christmas party this year in Tampa. So we got a lot of stuff going on and we hope and uh, pray that we get to meet all of you guys on one of these stops or if you want to join us on any of them um, look on there and see where we're going and if you want to know what hotels we're staying at and where we're going to be you can privately message one of us and we will give you that info uh, so you come hang out with the crew um, here in 22 so again thank you for joining us for this show uh, next week I plan on having some crew members on here so uh, we could actually talk football and you hear a conversation instead of just me talking uh, to you I want to have some conversations so if you are one of the crew members who would like to join us on the show uh, make sure you private message me on my Facebook uh, account look for Rob Thompson aka the Prez. if you're a friend with me send me a private message if you're not a friend uh, friend me and uh, send me a message saying you would like to be on the show and we can work out a time and date and get you on and talk some football so again as always go bucks and crew for life talk to you guys next week At Apex Gift Card, we strive to save you money every week. Do you go to Outback, Hooters, Cracker Barrel, Bob Evans, Starbucks, or Dunkin' Donuts? We save you 20 to 60% on your meals. With over 40 brands to choose from, you will save money with ApexGiftCard.com.